With over 95 years of experience, Gallagher has the expertise to help businesses navigate complex challenges and seize new opportunities. As a proud partner of the Milwaukee Bucks, Gallagher is dedicated to building confidence together. To learn more, visit AJG.com. Gallagher, your trusted insurance broker and HR benefits consultant. You're listening to a Bucks Plus audio production on the Bucks Plus Network. From inside the arena to all across the city streets, uncovering all the stories that make up the Milwaukee Bucks. This is Behind the Bucks, presented by Gallagher, your trusted global insurance and consulting partner. Find out more at AJG.com. Presented by Prime Video, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey is a documentary from Improbable Media and Words and Pictures. It intimately details the path that NBA champion Giannis Antetokounmpo traveled from the streets of Athens to global superstardom. From Nigeria to Greece to his now-adopted home of Milwaukee, the life story of Giannis is an epic journey filled with inspiration, heartbreak, courage, and triumph. I'm Stephen Watson, and in this episode of Behind the Bucks, we'll hear from Joanne Anton, now the president and CEO for Herb Cole Philanthropies. She spent more than two decades working in key positions for Senator Cole, who owned the Milwaukee Bucks until 2014. Former Bucks general manager John Hammond, who drafted Giannis with the 15th overall pick in 2013, told me that Anton is, quote, the single biggest reason that Giannis felt at home in Milwaukee in his early time with the Bucks. I sat down with Joanne to find out why. Here's my conversation with Joanne Anton, an unsung hero in what truly has been a marvelous journey. Joining us here on Bucks Plus, Joanne Anton, the president and CEO of Herb Cole Philanthropies, formerly the state director of Senator Cole. Joanne, thank you so much for taking the time, offering a little insight into Giannis's story. It's great to be here, Stephen. Joanne, I had a chance to talk to John Hammond about Giannis and his rise here in Milwaukee, and John Hammond called you perhaps the most important individual in the city of Milwaukee for making Milwaukee feel like home for Giannis. What does that mean to you? And why did he say that to me? Wow, that is incredibly generous of John. And um, I think it just speaks about a moment in time. And I can remember it like it was yesterday, even though it was more than 10 years ago already, that we just happened to be at our doing our usual thing, having a meeting at the Fister Hotel. Lots going on politically, professionally, in the community. And all of a sudden, here comes this kid <laughs> who had just been drafted. And it was, a, it was a serendipitous moment. It was not planned. Um, the meeting was not with Senator Cole. He just sort of was oh, – the, the elevator doors opened, and John came to take a peek for Senator Cole, and there we were. And, you know, I can say the rest is history. We can talk a little bit more about sort of the moments of what happened um, as, we, as we met there. Um, we were so caught up in something else that we were actually there meeting about that I wasn't even thinking about the draft and that they had just picked this kid who comes from my homeland. And there he was, all of a sudden standing there. What will be the more uh, intimidating challenge, the basketball part or the cultural part? In the beginning, no, it would be the culture. No, for sure, because I, I live in Greece for 18 years. You know, I never leave the country. It'd be a little bit difficult, but I will have my family together with me and be easy. And John introduced him. And in that moment, John had no idea that I knew anything about Greece or basketball other than that I worked for Senator Cole. And then there's this sweet boy, really, at the time 
same age as one of my own children, um, standing there looking a little lost, a little deer in the headlights. And um, John said, Joanne, Senator needs to talk to this young man. You know, I want to introduce him. Um, he just got here, but he doesn't speak any English. You know, he speaks Greek. And I just looked over at him and I said, you know, in Greek, which means, hi, welcome. How are you? And he just, in that moment, froze. Like, okay, this is, this is better than I expected. And so it was just that serendipity, that coincidence that was a first welcome. And then from there, you know, other things took place. And at a time when he was feeling so alone and so many firsts and a new environment for him in the city of Milwaukee, just you speaking Greek to him when he's in search of a motherly figure, why did that moment come to you? Why did that feel so important for you in that moment to just share those words with him? Really, truly, I think it was I saw, you know, what I've seen my whole life, young, young boys, you know, who love basketball and who want to try to fit in and who want to do well and try to figure things out. I'm the mother of two of those um, and uh, maybe the extra mom to lots of other teammates. And so looking at Giannis, I didn't see a basketball player. I saw I saw someone who just, you know, needed a little help, a little support. I would also say as someone who's Greek, you know, we have a word in Greek. Um, it's called philoxenia, which means to be – there's no English translation for it other than to be a friend to strangers. And it's a spirit. It's a, it's a feeling and a virtue. And so it was one of those things that I just knew was the right thing to do in, for another person, not an NBA player. But as it turns out, he turned out to be very important to, to this team and to this community. But for that, it really – you know, none of that was – was known or determined in that moment. Giannis Antetokounmpo has tried his very first corn dog and apparently he liked it. Just tried a corn dog for the first time. Man, God bless America. He never knew what a smoothie was until he had one uh, when he came over here. He's curious. He's asking questions. We were in Las Vegas for an NBA camp and I said, look, let's, let's go have dinner at this buffet. He said, I can eat anything I want. I said, yeah, it's a buffet. Get as much as you want. I look up and approaching the table is him with plates up his arms and I'm looking at him and he says to me, did I do something wrong? I said, no, you didn't do anything wrong, but you don't have to get all the food at once. Walk us through some of the early memories that you had, maybe meals that you shared or moments that you felt like you were helping him along to feel acclimated to America and specifically here in Milwaukee. Um, there are a couple that come to mind. Literally, in that same day, he didn't have very much. You know, it was a whirlwind of a trip where, you know, he's he's in New York and then he's in Milwaukee and he doesn't speak the language and he really, you know, he's missing home and he's trying to figure out like what is what is about to happen to me. And so just getting getting him like personal stuff that he needed, right? Like the basics was um, just some of the quick errands that we were able to do. Um, I was flattered that he opened up to me and said, hey, could you do me a favor? <laughs> I, need, I, I need some help here. And that we were able to do it in our own language. And then, um, and then we went to lunch and took him to one of my favorite places, probably your favorite places, Elsa's on the park, um, great Milwaukee institution, and certainly a place you go before and after Bucks games too. So um, took him, and I, I think it's probably my favorite story about um, Giannis in those early days is we went to lunch and um, I wanted him to have the Greek maiden burger because, you know, we're Greek. And he, um, we ordered it and it came and 
I think he ate the whole thing in like one bite. And like as I saw that, I said, we need like two more burgers over here. Um, and it was just like this kid hungry and, you know, and in a lot of ways hungry for so much more, hungry to like soak in this community. He had questions about sort of where he was and what's going on and how's it, how does this work? And for me, it was really like just welcome to Milwaukee. And like, be careful, you know, you, you got to sort of know where you're going or don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, it gets cold. We talked about the weather, um, you know, what you would do for someone else who is moving here. We had a video guy named Ross, and he sort of taught Giannis to drive. Yeah, Ross, he's my, he's my teacher. We got to come to a complete stop, make top, traffic disappeared. And guys, just to let you guys know, I track better than him. You see him laughing and joking and driving in the car with Ross. Under that was this real sadness, this real loneliness. And without his family being here, um, did you realize in the moment just the loneliness that he felt in those first couple of months here in Milwaukee? And did you take it upon yourself to kind of take him under your wing? I, I wouldn't say I took it upon myself, but I left that door open 100%. And it was really one of the first things that he talked about was like, okay, I'm here, but like my family's coming. It was a sentence. It wasn't a question. And, you know, it took a lot of work to get us there. And um, I think one of the first things we discovered, um, certainly, and I say this on behalf of Senator Cole, this wasn't, you know, anything I've ever done, you know, for the last 30 years, it has been on his behalf. Um, but it was in those moments, those early moments of meeting him that I knew this was different than any old visa or immigration case that we were going to um, try to unravel. And it was so personal. I mean, they're all personal, but this one was, you know, this was personal and tied up in his psyche. They didn't have a Greek passport. So here's the United States government. You're saying, well, you're trying to bring someone from Greece who doesn't have a Greek passport. It doesn't work that way. We can't get them in. I had never left my family site before. I came here, I was 18. I had to figure everything out by myself. After practice, you know, the NBA, you, you, don't, you don't do things as a team. You know, you kind of have to practice. Everybody has their own thing, their own families. Everybody's busy. That was a kid. This was not just, you know, an, an everyday um, conversation we were having about how significant and important his family was to him. And, you know, and it turned out it really was. Um, I was looking back through some of just like the correspondence, and we are almost like to the day, 10 years ago, of when um, his parents came, both when he, we got the approval and when his parents, I think within like five days, his parents were on a plane and here. And that to me is really poignant to be sitting here talking about it and reliving it as if it was yesterday, because 10 years goes by, you know, in, in uh, the blink of an eye these days. And that was... Um, you know, there was a lot leading up to it because he and I were sitting in, I don't know, maybe June. When's the draft? June. Summer? Yeah, June. So if we were sitting in Elsa's in June and by January, you know, it was a long, it was a rough six, seven months of, of um, being patient and making sure Giannis was reassured and hopeful. Um, but there were lots of times during that, during that waiting period that he was... You know, struggling, struggling just on a personal level. And I think it it turned out that, you know, on a professional level, too, he was struggling to sort of get his footing until um, until his parents came. 
So you're the state director to Senator Cole at this point. How complex was this process to getting them visas and getting them to America? You know, they were already on a course with Giannis's agents, um, Alex and George, and we were trying to follow that course. But, you know, I mean, having done immigration casework for Senator Cole for as long as I had and as long as his office had, um, you just don't take no for an answer. You just keep sort of working through it. So if one door closes, you try to go through another door and you try to troubleshoot along the way. Um, This – so – I have to give enormous credit to the agents for, you know, starting that process. Um, and you sort of start with, you know, the basics in door number one, which the embassy ends up telling you, oh, do this. And you listen to them because you figure they're the ones that are controlling the decision-making process and the ultimate decision. Um, but through that through that whole process, we got told a lot of different things. You know, do this, do this, do this. And as one thing didn't work, we kept – you know, we kept thinking, all right, we'll try the next. And at some point, we just said, hold on. We have to we have to take control of the situation. We know what we know. Let's figure out what we're going to offer to this process. And so being able to turn that around. Um, so I give enormous credit to his agents. And I also give enormous, enormous credit to um, the legal team at Quarles and Brady, who uh, who led the and and ultimately prevailed in the formality of doing the applications and all the documentation, making sure all the I's were dotted and T's were crossed. And these processes take time. But Giannis was putting pressure on you guys to fast track it. What were those emotions like trying to keep him happy while also understanding this is a pretty big process? For a family to come over and, and be here in the States. Yeah. So I, I think, um, you know, impressions matter. And so the impression was, hey, a United States senator owns this basketball team. Make this happen. Like this, this should be easy. And in the scheme of things, you know, after it worked, you want to say, okay, well, it worked. So that's ultimately what matters. But being patient throughout that process and making sure that it was done the right way, um, and that it was all completely legitimate and um, well thought out and well communicated did take some time and took a lot of encouragement. I mean, there were lots of times when, you know, certainly the agents were, you know, pushing and prodding and do, and we were all huddling con- like day to, day to day trying to figure out, all right, when's this communication? When's that communication? But then Giannis, too, calling and saying, I need my parents here. When are they coming? It was, it, there was there's only one question that came. It wasn't like, how you doing or what's going on? It was, when are my parents coming? Every week I used to go knock on the office. It's like, oh, here he comes again. What's going on? Where is my family? Two days later, where is my family? Guys, I'm going to knock on this door every day until my family shows up. I respect everything you've done for me and the way you guys have treated me. But I do this for my family. I don't do this for myself. If I cannot help my family, I don't want to play basketball. I'm, I'm done. After the first two times that, that Giannis' family was denied a visa, he said if they don't get a visa on this last try and it's 10 years, forget the NBA. I'm going back home. And were there moments where you didn't think it would happen? You know, again, don't take no for an answer. So, you know, when we got told no, it was like, all right, well, all right, let's start again. Let's figure this out. We're, we're, we're going to get there. We just have to be patient. You know, we can't just keep, you know, butting our heads up against the same door um, that that get got slammed in our face a couple different times. And, you know, being what we were doing was we were pursuing originally the agents were pursuing um, 
travel visas so that the parents could come. And they were, you know, that that in any country, in any situation, not this this particular situation, is always considered very risky when um, the rest of the family is basically here. And so two of the boys were here, right? Thanasis and Giannis were in the States. So this was not like, you know, considered, oh, I'll go visit my kids. It was considered, wait, no, you're going to reunify with your family. So... Um, so we had to look for a different – we had to pursue the more legitimate path and the longer-term path as well. Um, and the beauty of it is the more we talked about it and the more we tried to work through it, the more we realized Charles um, of blessed memory, um, Giannis's late father, was really a significant part of his athletic journey and his athletic success, getting him to the NBA. And so being able to flip the script – that we weren't looking for something temporary. We were looking for something more permanent. We had someone who was a significant participant in Giannis's athletic professional journey, not just you know by birth, father, relative. Um, we were able to pursue a different kind of visa that got him here specifically because he had coached Giannis and was a trainer for him. And that to me is you know the magic of the system that works. And it was also just not to, you know there were there are lots of different you know avenues not all of them fit every situation this one fortunately had a had another path and had a better outcome did you get to deliver the news to Giannis I, that his family would be coming here i did as i was looking through my materials i was like where is where is this where and, and it was a message you know to just the team and what i loved about um it was one sentence. It was like, today, Charles and Veronica were approved. Um, and telling it to, and when I say the team, I mean the team of people who were all part of this, the agents, the legal team, um, Dave Morway and John Hammond at the time, um, their assistant, Jennifer Rundell. I mean, we were all running around doing things, um, you know, getting documents, getting pictures, getting affidavits. I mean, whatever was needed in those six months, there, it was a team effort. This this wasn't me. Um, ultimately, you know, Senator Cole played a great role because he too, as a business person, never liked to take no for an answer. And as a senator, wanted to make sure, you know, things were being done correctly and that we weren't just in this loop of, loop of no. And so, yeah, I, it was great to be able to deliver the news and um, I just think what happened from that moment on, like even that night when Giannis went out and played, he played like a different person. He was a different person, right? I mean, just this burden had been lifted, and um, we, know, we know what happened <laughs> after that. Behind the Bucks is presented by Gallagher. Trust is the foundation of any successful partnership, especially when it comes to managing risk and planning your future. That's why businesses turn to Gallagher. With over 95 years of experience, Gallagher has the expertise to help businesses navigate complex challenges and seize new opportunities. As a proud partner of the Milwaukee Bucks, Gallagher is dedicated to building confidence together. To learn more, visit AJG.com. Gallagher, your trusted insurance broker and H&R Benefits Consultant. How would you describe his emotions in that moment when you got to deliver that news to him? Um, relief. I would say relief. Uh, you know, the first thing I think you would think is joy. I think it was relief because I think he was I think he was getting ready for us to say, you know, this isn't going to work and don't worry. Your new family is, you know, the team and your your new friends here in America. And he was not. I will say this. Um, 
he was not accepting of those possibilities. And so he, in as much as I listened to my boss, you know, constantly pushing and saying, look, the best is just the baseline. You're going to get this done. I, I heard Giannis also um, every single day. And, you know, it, it, it's a very touching consideration to be, you know, to, to know that he needed his parents and his parents needed him too. Shortly after, about a week later, February 3rd, 2014, Giannis's family is in the stands at the Bradley Center. Very happy. I really know I can wait now to finish this interview, take a shower and just go home, play with my brothers, and get ready for the game. You know, they're going to be the first time they're going to see me in an NBA game. And I'm very excited and I'm just very happy. Were you in the building? Yes. We all know what it looked like from a fan's perspective to see the joy on their face cheering on Giannis. We know the performance that Giannis had in front of them. Giannis out of the Kumbo, a very special night for him. What a treat for the family. And Giannis told me, get ready when I come off the bench tonight. I said, let me see how this, this boy is going to play. Let me see. Then when he dunked. Picked up by Adetokumbo. Off to Brandon Knight. Drives on Hardaway. Layup. No good. Clark Dan, the Alpha Man. Ah. How about that? Got it. I had my career high. I had the best game of the season. Uh, because I felt, I felt good. I was happy. Maybe his best game that season. What was it like for you to be in the stands and watch the joy on their face? Well, it was an honor. First of all, um, they were in seats that I would have normally been sitting in. So it was, for me, a, a, just a thrill to be able to. And Senator Cole was like, no, we, they're going to sit here and they're going to sit here the rest of the season. So it wasn't just that one game. It was welcome to Milwaukee. Take care of your son. We're so happy that you're here. And don't think about coming, you know, don't think about sitting in different seats at every single game. These are your seats right here. To me, that is that speaks to so many different things, but certainly the magnanimous um, way that Herb always treated people. And certainly we're like a month out from his um, his passing. We've we've coined it the the Herb Cole way. It really was how he treated people. And and Veronica and Charles were people and they were parents and um he treated them like family. They, you know, later on, whether it was that night or years later, Giannis became all the things that this one name now has translated into. But back then, he was a young man just trying to find his way. And every day, um, you could tell he was going to work and he was going to work to get better. And so seeing all of that, too, that he wasn't just sitting around waiting around for his parents to get here or waiting around for something else to happen. Every day, he sort of kept his head down, kept working, worked through the struggles. All of these things are, I think, synonymous with who, you know, what that one name means to us today. You mentioned the Herb Cole way. It feels like watching Giannis grow up here in Milwaukee. He has personified a lot of what the Herb Cole way is. Does Giannis have this type of success with any other team? just because of the way that he was introduced here by yourself and Senator Cole? I don't know. That's an unknown. But I think it really, you know, when I describe the moment that he got here as a moment in time or serendipity, I think those are also the conditions of his entire time here, as well as, you know, his virtues as a human being. I think there's something really complex and unique, um, maybe once in a generation, that is is who he is as a young man. I mean, the mental strength and emotional strength and fortitude um, that he brings to 
the game, to his brand, to his family. It's pretty special. And he's grounded. He's down to earth. He's loyal. And I don't mean that just to the Bucks, but he's loyal to Milwaukee. He's loyal to um, a core group of people that were around him from day one. Um, and I know that from a distance, uh, you know. So does he have that success? I think he has that success wherever he goes because it is innate to him and who he is. But I think his virtues reverberate where he where he is. And he's in Milwaukee. And he has... He has done so much for Milwaukee, but I think Milwaukee's done a lot for him, too. And I think that started at the Milwaukee Bucks with treating him like like he was part of the family. And a simple conversation for you with the Fister. How often do you think about that conversation? I think about it a lot. I do. Like, you know, we, you and I know that my home away from home is the Fister. Um, and we've had lots of meetings and lots of conversations there. Um, and I, since that day, I've had lots of other chance run-ins with lots of other people. But they come and go. This one, this one came and has stayed, you know, and has progressed and evolved into just something really to be proud of and that you can look at from afar and say, wow, this made a difference in his life, for starters, in his parents' life. His parents, I mean, his mother is just a, a you can see where Giannis and all the boys get it. She's remarkable. She's beautiful inside, first and foremost, and outside. Lovely, humble, faithful. I mean, they're just like a – they're and Charles, too. All of them, a grateful, humble, amazing family when they first got here and continue to be that way and live that way. So I think we're lucky. We are, we're the lucky ones in Milwaukee. And if for a moment other people could help bring these – people together and let it ripple out that's what it's all about you worked alongside of one of the most important figures this state has ever seen when you think about Giannis and what he has meant to Milwaukee how do you put that into words Ooh, that's a tough question um, humbling humbling it's been humbling to be able to work on behalf of Senator Cole um, to learn about those, the, the character and the virtues and the, the way you take care of people, put people first. And it was with all of that in mind that, that we approached Giannis, 19-year-old Giannis, when he showed up here. And um, everything else alongside it. You know, Giannis wasn't my only immigration case at that time. And he wasn't, you know, he wasn't the only thing going on in the world. But to be able to carry that through um, and see what it meant to him on a very personal level and what it has translated into for him, it's humbling. And I know you're a very humble person, but do you often or ever think about yourself as a hero in his story here? Never. No, absolutely not. No. There are people everywhere. And I've named who they are already. You know, he has great agents. He had um, great advocates at the Bucks. Um, he, you know, people that were around him when he first got here and helped him find an apartment and learn his, you know, learn the streets and learn English. Um, those are the heroes because they they were there like on a day to day basis um, and have been ever since. And certainly um, the team in all of its iterations from the Herb Cole days to the new ownership days, they everybody has, you know, taken very good care of 
of Giannis and his family, but also all of their players. I just think it is. I think it's special about what Milwaukee does for um, for its its players. The Herb Herb always wanted um, to make sure his team was great on the floor, but even greater off the floor. And so character counts. Um, and I don't think it gets any better than Giannis. Joanne, thank you so much for the time. And I would say that you're a hero in this story for what those early conversations and helping his family come here to Milwaukee. I think I speak on behalf of a lot of Bucks fans in thanking you and the senator for your persistence in making that happen because I think we have seen how much he has changed this city. Thank you. Behind the Bucks is presented by Gallagher. A huge thanks to Joanne Anton for joining Behind the Bucks and for the work she continues to do every day as part of Herb Cole Philanthropies. Giannis, The Marvelous Journey is available now on Prime Video. If you want to learn more about the documentary and the perspectives of those involved in the story and the making of the film, you can find the other parts of this Behind the Bucks series on Bucks Plus, on Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify. This has been a Bucks Plus audio production.